Hello and welcome to Plotress. This is Meg. This is Lane. And today we're talking about In Which Winnie Halifax is Utterly Ruined by Alexandra Vesti. This was just published in 2023 and is the third novella in the Halifax Hellions series. Full disclosure, we did receive a complimentary advanced reader copy of this novella. Further full disclosure, you also may receive a free copy of it if you subscribe to her newsletter. Not only that, you'll re- you will receive free copies of the first, second, and this one in the Halifax Hellion series. So worth it. Like, I'm not kidding. Subscribe to her newsletter. You get three amazing romance novellas. Like, I, she did not pay me for this. I promise. Um, and we have reviewed the first two in the series, and we really liked them. We did. So I think this is the best one. I liked this one a lot. I also also really liked the first book though. So for you know reasons. Lot and reasons. A lot of reasons. Okay. The book jacket. In 1811, Winifred Wallace told one tiny lie. To secure her future as an independent sheep farmer, she invented an estranged husband named Mr. Spencer Halifax and forged their marriage record. Ten years later, her deception catches up with her in the form of the disturbingly real, distressingly attractive Earl on her doorstep. Spencer Halifax wants to set a good example for his beloved Hellion sisters. Ever since their father's death, he's tried to play the role of steady, sensible Earl and involved Involving himself with a moderately felonist sheep farmer is decidedly not sensible. But Winnie's unfettered passion and fierce self-reliance draw him in, even as her closely guarded secrets keep him out. When Spencer asks Winnie to travel with him to London to disentangle their semi-legal union, she's horrified. London, after all, is where her infamous mother pilfered several lavish necklaces from besotted noblemen. But she cannot pass up the chance to return the stolen jewelry. So she agrees to travel with Spencer and give back the gems on the sly. Returning the jewelry, however, is more difficult than Winnie imagined. Monkeys commit theft. Footmen tryst in inconvenient locales. And Winnie realizes that the only way forward is to trust Spencer with the truth of her past. Even if doing so threatens their pretend marriage and all too real feelings between them. It's good. It's a little bit long, but you know what? <laughs> I don't care. I don't care. I love this. I have I have so many questions. Has she written a full-length novel yet? Why does she just write these things for free and send out a newsletter? Why can't I buy her books? Well, because it's not out yet. We're gonna we're we're I mean I'm gonna ask for it <laughs> when it comes out. No, but I don't like I has she not written a novel yet? She has written one and it's in galley form, like not available to read yet. This is so good. I know. These three novellas are all so good. Mm-hmm. So as usual, we generated a random number for novellas. It's supposed to be between 1 and 25, but Meg forgot this was a novella. So this week, the number for this novella is 33. We each wrote 33-word summaries. Um, I'll go first. When Winnie made up a husband, she unfortunately created the name of a real Earl. When he comes to resolve the situation, she takes the opportunity for redemption. But he's just so hot. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. And here's mine. 
Spencer tries to be the well-behaved Halifax sibling, so it makes sense that his counterfeit marriage requiring an annulment isn't his fault. Counterfeit marriage leads to fake relationship, leads to carriage sex. Obs. Obs. Um, I loved everything about this book. <laughs> All of it. It was good. I love that she foraged this marriage certificate, completely made up his exact name, completely yes. made up his exact street. He's randomly Anne Earl. Mm-hmm. She randomly registered the bands in a church that no longer exists because of fire. <laughs> Like, all of the circumstances happened to make it so, like, oh, shit, this might look real. I love that Spencer's response to it is, okay, uh, gotta go talk to her discreetly so we can figure out what to do while I announce that she's my wife to every person we see. (laughs) It's, it's, he's got real, so Spencer has some real, that's my wife energy. So, like, here's the problem. Yes, it is a fake relationship trope, but they are... They both believe legally wed. <laughs> so it's like a fake relationship in that they don't know each other. Yeah. But they are not pretending to be husband and wife. Well, I mean, it's very interesting because at first, too, she's like, yeah, don't like don't pretend. We're not going to say that we're married because also his solicitor, Henry, hero of the first book. Love Henry. Hero of my heart. Um, was like, don't act like you're married you know like because that that just makes it you know more legitimate (laughs) (laughs) and he's Spencer does is like you can come back to London with me we'll live in my house you'll be my wife and countess and we'll We'll go to parties together we'll stay in hits together we're good we're good it's fine he and the thing is it's 50% dick logic and it's 50% just him being, like, a genuinely really nice guy. Yeah. I mean, I think that's the thing. He's a real, like, nice person. I think that's what Alexandra Fassi has done in all three of the books, is yes. make every single character just, like, a decent person. Yes. Spencer is my specific kind of cinnamon roll. I am obsessed with him. Obsessed. I must protect him at all costs. Is it the freckles on his hands, Lane? I don't know. It's all of it. It's every (laughs) single part of it. It's her having the secret, and every time she's like, and you're going to be so disappointed in me, he's just like, I'm so proud of you. (laughs) I love him. I love him. I love that she's like, we'll get to it in sexiness. Every time there was a sex scene, he did exactly the right thing. (laughs) Yeah, he did. So, um, tropes. Sorry, I just got moved by Spencer. I know. I can see that. You, Lane does not usually pick, like, book boyfriends, but I think Spencer is a book boyfriend. Oh, yeah. Spencer is now a book boyfriend. <laughs> of the harem, I guess. <laughs> um, okay, I put this in as a trope, and it's not really a giant trope, but I still liked it. Older woman, younger man. Yes. She's 30 and he's 28. Yes. <laughs> She's so the, like, you know, an age gap or anything. No, but. this is this is not May December here. Yeah. <laughs> um, she's the daughter of an infamous woman. She is. And so basically, to she wanted to live a quiet life, and she spent all of her time reading about like 
the easiest way to do that, essentially, because her mother was the opposite. And part of the reason she has these necklaces is a relic from her mother's life and situation. But it's also the reason she's kind of good at lying and playing the countess. Mm-hmm. Is her mother was a con woman. Yeah. And um, there are so many sex tropes. Carriage sex, opera, box, foreplay, stocking stuff. <laughs> There's a lot of them in cahoots together trying to solve these problems of hers. And, like, she keeps getting almost caught. And then they kept and getting, like, stuck in confined spaces together. Like, the other reason I love this, they're on the same page and working together with the same exact conception of each other, pretty much. Mm-hmm. Like, they meet. He says to her, shit, this marriage might be legitimate. She says, mm-hmm. obviously, I will help you annul it. And they spend all this time getting to know each other. And then they're like, shit, I'm really into you. I want to start fooling around. They start fooling around. like, And it all takes place over the course of, like, a week. Mm-hmm. And spoiler alert, they end up together. But it was just, like, it was so perfectly done. Yeah. Because they were a team in every way. The whole book. Mm-hmm. From the minute he meet cutes with her in prison. Trope. Hmm. She has a modiste situation that is like a mini makeover montage. He tries to offer her his sister's clothing. Trope. <laughs> There's a lot of this is very tropey. I say that with all the admiration and respect of my oh, heart. Absolutely. And I mean, I don't know. I, I think what's so impressive about really the whole series, but this book too, is how complete the book feels. Yes. Like, it feels like a complete romance. There, the, when, as we were reading the book jacket, like the summary, I realized it's a really complex setup, actually, right? Yeah. This whole fake relationship and then the whole, like, in addition to just, because I think you could just pick one of these elements. Right. And run with it, especially for a novella. So you could have the fake relationship. You could have the jewel thief thing. Or you could even have, um, like, just she's using his name for her business and then she maybe helps him deal with her his sisters or something like that like i feel like you each of these elements could have stood on its own mm-hmm. and yet alexandra vesti manages to to weave them together and it doesn't feel like too much and honestly i think it doesn't feel like too much because none of them are generators of conflict between the two main characters Mm-hmm. Like, I think a lot of authors would have been like, you didn't tell me about the jewels. That's a betrayal. And now we have five chapters about me forgiving you for the deceit and you making me say uncomfortable things with my peers and my brother-in-law and sister have gone missing. And that's who we need to solve the annulment. And we have to find them. And why didn't you tell me they weren't here? Like, there could have been so many, like, points of anger or misunderstanding that are just, like, glossed over here by them both being fundamentally decent people who believe in and trust each other. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And I think that that also proves, Lane, that our preferred type of romance, which is that they are fundamentally decent people who support each other, trust each other, and try to help each other out, still makes for a satisfying book. You don't have to have a book where they're not on the same page, where there's a third act breakup. Like, you don't need that mm-hmm. to make a book work. 
There's a Sorry. little bit of a third act breakup, but like. For like three hours. Yes. Lincoln, you'll miss it. <laughs> That's the kind of, it's fine with me. And also they didn't actually break up. So it was fine. Well, because they're married. So they. <laughs> <laughs> Anyway, I don't know. That's what impresses me the most. So, tell me more about Spencer Lane. I, I he's like literally perfect, and everything else I want to say about him, I want to say in sexiness. So put a pin in that. <laughs> Did you like him? Did you like his golden red hair? His I hair. loved everything about him. I loved that he liked that she was tall. Just like all of it, <laughs> all of it. As a short woman, I just like he liked her so much. And he was hot and an earl. So. <laughs> That's all you the, need. You, look, guys. The way he treats her there. is why I'm freaking out over him. And that is most articulated in the sex scenes. Okay. All right. I personally am a sucker for Henry and Margot. I loved that book. So I really loved the callbacks to that, to that book as well. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so like Henry writes him a letter. And apparently, so he's like inarticulate in the letter and has apparently inserted Margot's name like at three just <laughs> random points. Yep. <laughs> it was just like perfect. Yes. And then I loved that they showed up at the end. Like I loved it. And I really liked because the impetus in the beginning of the book for Spencer to go find Winnie is because. Henry is like, you need to find this woman and figure out what's going on because she could trap you into marriage. Like, right. you need to figure this shit out. So Henry is like the suspicious one. And then when they actually meet, like, you know, Winnie is nervous about meeting him because she's like, oh shit, like he's the one who started this whole thing. And he's so nice and like so accepting. I don't know. Just like all the characters are just so nice. And that sounds boring, but it's not boring. It was so much fun. Mm-hmm. Okay, companion, <laughs> companion piece. What's yes. another novella that I loved? Beauty and the Blacksmith. <laughs> yeah, I believe these two are perfect companion novellas because they are both short, like they are novellas. They are both super sexy. They are both, the main characters are working together the whole time. The conflict is like, do we like each other enough to try to be together given all of the obstacles? We are figuring that out. Like, you know, dating, essentially. But the main heroes, while being perfect cinnamon rolls, are so different. Yeah. And I just think when I want to read, like, a really sexy 100-page thing, I'm going to be like, do I want to be fucked on an anvil? Or... One of the list of places we will discuss subsequently. Yeah. Content warnings? Mm, I mean, I guess uh, Winnie had a tough life. Her mom was not very, you know, loving. But (laughs) that's not exactly a content warning. Yeah. I think it's the closest we got, though. Yep. Honestly. I don't know. That well, there's like monkey. There's like, was this too much for you, Lane, when she was like crawling around in the bird shit? Uh, no, because I blacked out. <laughs> I'm sorry, I brought it up to you. Um, 
It was an easy enough passage to gloss over. Okay. So you don't think it requires a content warning, although you guys just got it in case for some reason you ate birds and their <laughs> shit, their excrement. Thanks, Mick. <laughs> You're welcome. Just for you. Okay, sexiness. This was mind blowing. <laughs> this was such a short book. And these two people had just met, and yet I believed all of it. Mm -hmm. And I loved how the scenes escalated. Like, I talk a lot about how so often in romance novels, a heroine's first six is first kiss precedes, like, losing her virginity by, like, four hours. Mm-hmm. Yes, this book took place very fast. But, like, foreplay was so sexy in this book. Mm-hmm. And he cracks so the first time that they like officially like really make out. Rather than being like, we need to stop, we need to like whatever. She's like, I don't want to stop. And he's like, okay, we gotta leave. Like, I'm not gonna actually fuck you in this coat room. So we should get our stuff and go. And she has to be the one to be like, I also would like to fuck you in this coat room. However, we do actually have to return. And then they spend the whole carriage ride not fucking, which you wouldn't think would be hot. But one, they have a carriage sex later. So thumbs up. Mm -hmm. But they spend the mm -hmm. whole carriage ride just looking at each other, knowing what's going to happen. And I think so many other authors would have been like, and they gave into the uncertainty. Did the other really want them? But instead, she just writes like two pages of eye fucking in this carriage. So by the time they get to the house, they're like, and let's do this thing. And then he just makes her come a bunch. <laughs> and that was the first one. And then there were so many more. And I was just like, he put her pleasure first, which always is a plus. But he more than that, like, was super consent driven. But also, like, they were so, their sex was so fun. Mm -hmm. they were so fun on the page and like even when they weren't fucking the chemistry was crackling and the final like scene where they're kind of getting sexy they're playing like strip games and they're interrupted and even that I just love how in the midst of like this really serious situation they're just like you and let's play strip poker yeah alone right? in the library at two in the afternoon what are you gonna do what else are you gonna do like what else are you gonna do Lane? It's just clear, like, Spencer doesn't view respectability as, like, anybody else's moral responsibility, which makes mm -hmm. him so fun. Mm-hmm. Well, and I mean, he's he loves his sisters, too. And, and he doesn't like, want them to change. Right. He's like, it's not that I think that they're immoral or anything. He's like, but I've seen how that, that society has treated them, and I don't right. want that for... For Winnie. Basically, right. Winnie's like, I don't care. Like, I don't care about my reputation. And he's like, no, like, I, if you want to make the choice, like, yourself, sure. Like, Margot and Matilda, that's what they did. And they, they knew what they were doing going in. He's like, but I'm not going to force you to go through something that I know is so difficult. I just. Okay. I want to say this is something that we didn't mention before in other tropes, but they have the trope. The the uh, marriage of convenience trope, the merit, the I know we're going to annul this marriage, so no penetrative sex is possible. <laughs> and it's like 
it's stupid because that's not actually how marriage has worked. Like, you couldn't actually annul it that way. But it's amazing whenever it appears in a book because it adds this reason, like, for all the edging, you know? Because they're like, we can't. We can only dry hump. We can only do oral. <laughs> Whatever. I'm sorry. The carriage scene was amazing. And it was like a dry hump. Yeah. No, and it was perfect. Mm -hmm. um, I will say there's like a minor sex miscommunication in the end. It's no. Okay. But I, but I liked it because the miscommunication is she's saying, please fuck me. And he's hearing, please fuck me and then marry me. Well, what I liked about it is that it was not actually a miscommunication. She completely understood what she was consenting he to. He misunderstood. No, she she com she completely understood. They both completely no, he understood. He misunderstood her. No. She consent she was like, "Yeah, I want to marry you." And then the next day she's like she pretended like she hadn't actually wanted to. Like she wanted to and in that moment she was like, "Yeah, I'm going to do this." And that, yes, yes. But right, no, because post-coitus, they're laying there. And she says, we need to see someone about the annulment tomorrow. And he yes. says his mistake, he thought her consenting to the sex was her consenting to being with him. And it yes. wasn't. But, okay, I understand this, Lane. I understand that that is what she said. But she... She understood what she was agreeing to when she agreed to have sex with him. And she changed her mind afterwards. I didn't read it that way. I did. Because she even says it later. Like, she knew. She says she knew she was in love with him at that point. But I don't think it she had actually not, agreed it, to marry him. It had him. not been until after that she'd realized what she'd done. By taking Spencer to her bed, she had entrapped him. I read that as she wanted to fuck him, but was still planning to annul him. But she realized based on his code of honor. He I was now going to way. fight for her and she didn't trust that he was fighting for her because he loved her, but because he felt he had to. Yeah. No, I did not read it. That way. That way. So we just read it differently. Yeah. Because, I mean, they are from different perspectives. Like the one is from his perspective and then after it's from hers. Yeah. Yeah, because he's also like, yeah. So he said, yes, we can annul the marriage if that's what you want. And she doesn't say that that's actually what she wants. Because she does want to be with him. She just feels like she can't. Okay. Yeah, I read it differently based on the text on the page. But I see, I see why you read it the way you did. I just read it differently in the moment. Sorry. The anyway, cat, this was hot a as fuck. beetle that flew That's over here. Oh my God. Sorry. This is hot as fuck. It's fun as fuck. These two characters are perfect. Like, I just, I have nothing bad to say about this book at all. I want to read it again right now. Yeah. Well, luckily, Lane, you can. I have not felt this way about a novella since Beauty and the Blacksmith. I am like, mm -hmm. I'm here for it. I'm done. This is, he's a book boyfriend and I'm dead now. Yeah. So if you haven't already, like, sign up for this newsletter so that you can get these books. I'm counting down to her first novel. Desperately. Desperately. <laughs> like, if this, she gets this much sex into a novella, 
She's only going to write sex books. I know. And I'm not sad about that. I know. Oh, my God. Uh, Thank you guys so much for listening. Yeah, we'd love it if you would rate, review, subscribe. Check us out around the internet wherever you can find plot trists.